Welcome to the Kwekua Hinijin Audio Library. Kwekua Hinijin is an African evangelist, prophet, pastor, and teacher of the Word of God. His aim is to reach all the lost souls in the world, no matter the cost. Join us as we listen to our prophet today as he preaches one of his messages from the Love Arena Church, Accra, Ghana. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here at this moment in time. We love you. We adore you, Lord. We give you all the glory and adoration with praise and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. As we are coming to learn of your word today, may it sink into our spirits. May it speak to us and transform, change, renew, and restore our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated wherever you are watching from. God bless you. Today I want to speak to you on a very urgent topic and I believe that you will be blessed as I'm talking to you on this particular topic. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Alright. So let's get ready to receive the word of God with a wonderful heart and a heart of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated wherever you are. Last two weeks I was teaching you on um, something very wonderful and this was the act of um, or the sacrifice of giving and I explained to you that when it comes to the sacrifice of giving it does not only speak or refer in terms only of the aspect of finance but it refers also as well to the aspect of our strength in most of the things that we are mandated to do as Christians glory to God so I want to talk to you on this topic and I'm going to continue because last week was part one and um, I'm, I, uh, last week was also International Sunday so I didn't have the ability or the chance to come to you to speak to you about it. So I'm going to be speaking to you today generally on that particular topic. First of all, we know what is a sacrifice. It is something of value that has been given to a deity. Amen. I don't know if I explained that last week, but it, a sacrifice is something or it's, um, you know, a, a, an item or an object of value, an action of value that has been, is given or that is acted upon a deity or acted to a deity for something in return from that deity. So you realize that always in the movies, when somebody makes a sacrifice, what happens is that they are expecting something back so if you take blood they will give you money back it's the same thing with christ jesus except there's no blood and there's no money so kindly put that out of your mind money comes to you from your own words it comes to you from proclamation so if you proclaim money money shall come to you glory to god it shall come to you and come to you abundantly than you ever can ask or think or fathom Glory to God. So I'm very excited for this opportunity to enlighten and to teach you about this wonderful, you know, thing. It's a very great blessing. And last week I referred you to some scriptures. Last week I told you, sorry, last two weeks or three weeks ago, I was talking to you about giving. Everything in Christianity is about giving. It is not only about the fact that we are studying from the Lord in the book of Galatians, but it, um, it's not only about that tithes and offerings part, but all is that we, everything we do in Christianity is about giving. So if we do not understand the concepts 
of giving, then you are not you won't be able to serve the Lord correctly. I told you, if you cannot give to the Lord, then meaning you cannot serve him. Yesterday I also said something that if you are not joyful, you cannot serve the Lord. And then again, if you are not joyful, you cannot give. If you are not happy about the giving, you cannot give. If you are not a giver, you cannot give. And the people around you obviously will not be givers. They will only be receivers. And you have to give to receive. So how does that work? This is one of my most favorite topics currently, right now. The sacrifice of giving. Because people think that it is only about going down to the pulpit, kneeling down, and then asking the Lord for grace, mercies, and then put money there, and then leave it. Go to work, come back late, never comes to midweek service, never attends online service, never joins any of the conferences, always misses camps, always misses church services, always misses leaders meetings, cell meetings, denies that they are not in the church, all these things, and you want the Lord to bless you, your money will get used, yes, to do the things of the Lord, but He will not bless you. Why? Even if you bless you, He will not bless you as much as somebody who is a church worker and also still gives the amount that they are meant to give. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you are not willing to put yourself in the things of God and work and give your heart, your life, your soul, your everything into God, you will not be able to receive of His goodness. That is the mere truth. People don't understand it because they think that they've given their whole life. You have not given anything. Sit down. You have not given anything because you don't know what to give. You think that you have given something, but that is nothing to God. I'm telling you. Sit down. You've given your money. That's all. It ends there. And you realize that most people who don't go to church, they say they base it on the fact that it, it's all about money. Ministry is not all about money. If I say resource now, you will say it is the same money that I use, uh, you know, uh, fashion it as resource. But no, ministry is not all about money. And except, uh, in fact, Christianity is not all about money. It's definitely not. And even if it was so, it shouldn't be a problem for you. Do you know why? Because God has given you prosperity. So which one is your own again? The Lord has given you prosperity. He has given you peace. He has given you joy. He has given you the fruit of the Spirit. He has given you prophecy, proclamation, this, that, prayer. Oh, so many things that we can use. So what is your excuse of not being prosperous or having a problem with the fact that we have to find a certain place, a certain moment in time to give? How, I mean, where does the problem come from? Right over there. Because I want to understand. The reason why most of the Christians are out there today, they are not serving the Lord diligently, they are not doing what they need to do, is because they always have a different understanding or a mindset of giving. Which is absolutely wrong. Giving is not all about money. So you think you have given your whole life. Money is not your life. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. God is not going to use your money for anything. It is the church, the physical church, that will use it to improve. 
to bring to you the more reason why you should be in church and to improve the church. Maybe sound, technical, this, that, and you know, support other people who are outside, who are less privileged. That's who you to go to. But if you are not ready to give both spiritually and physically, I'm telling you, the giving that you are giving physically, it is nothing to God. I'm telling you, let this be something that is at the back of your mind. Let it bang there. That it is nothing compared to what God has up there in heaven. Nothing. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near. In these last few months, I want to tell you one thing. And as we are entering this month of October, listen, October, funny enough, everybody born in October, I don't know, but they are dangerous people. And moreover, October is a dangerous month because that's where the most of things happen. That is where the devil starts to battle because it's almost November. One day it's November, there's December, which there's joy. That's why nobody ever dies in December. If anybody will die, maybe in October, November, if somebody dies in December, then it means that something has gone seriously wrong. But anyway, that besides the point. I'm telling you something. In this time, as you are coming to go into the month of October, I'm giving you an instruction. These prayer times that we are going to be having from now to the month of October, it's not just for praying sake, or it's not just because we like to see the numbers on screen. That if that's so, the meaning you have missed the whole point of why we are having the all night and the prayer and fasting next week. And you've missed it. The meaning you have missed it because that is not what it's about. You have to give willingly, wholeheartedly. Not your money, but you have to give your efforts, your strength. Because you can do all things. God expects you to give your efforts, number one, because you can do all things. Why? Through Christ who strengthens you. What else? Any other explanation? I don't know any I don't know what else to convince you with. Because it's like always Christians are saying, and why does God want me to give? Should I give my whole house? Should I give my no, he doesn't want any of those things. Put them down and sit down and listen to wisdom. I'm saying that he needs you to put yourself back in the church. He needs you in the church to work because he needs every hand moving in the church. No, listen, I don't go a day without thinking about Love Arena. I don't go a day without thinking about the Teens Church of Christ and Mazibawi. I don't go a day without even thinking about the churches that are around the world and around the regions of Ghana. Both Love Arena and other denominations. I don't go a day without thinking about these churches. Because they are precious. They are giving their all. Why do you think... Um, why do you think certain people are selected to become pastors? Why? Because at the end of the day, they give not only their money into whatever Bible school and whatsoever. Not only because they gave their money, but because they served the Lord. They were doing something more, something extra. So does that mean you become a pastor? And listen, I told you that everybody here is a pastor. You don't know you're a pastor till you start evangelizing. 
Because your church can send you out, go for us, you go and bring more people into church. And you start preaching. And that's where you know that you're a pastor. Because everybody has been selected to be a gift unto man. See, when you are a giver, eh, you are a gift. When you are a giver of your strength, of everything that God requires of you, you become a gift. And we have specific gifts. I'm not saying present as in phone, that they package. No, I'm saying you become a gift as in the mode or the sense that you become, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the gifts unto men that were in the book of Ephesians. I want to show you that scripture because some don't know what I'm talking about. Let's go into the book of um, Ephesians. In the New Testament, so just in case you couldn't find it, Ephesians chapter 4 and the verse number um, 11. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 4 and the verse number 11. Let's read in the Amplified Classic and then we'll read in the normal KGV or the NLT, whichever one. So it says, And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, messengers. If, so you see, some to be apostles, special messengers. Some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Now, wait, the English there is captivating. So let's look for the word expounders so that you know the type of people that you deal with when it comes to ministry. Expounder, and a, a person who explains. An expounder is somebody who explains. When I look it up in the dictionary, I just did the same thing. An expounder is somebody who explains. A person who explains why this is happening. Why that is happening? They will explain it. Glory to God. They will explain it. So let's go on. And then. Let's try to do these things first. And then we have some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Did you realize that the teachers they didn't write anything there? Because they only teach. They don't give as much as the rest of the people that are being referred to right there. Yeah. Are you there? They don't give as much as the people that are there. Amen. When I am here, you see, when you see, some people ask me the question that, where, since when did I become a prophet? When did I become an evangelist, pastor, this, that? How, have you ever seen me writing apostle before? I'm not giving enough. I can say it fully with my full chest. Listen, I can tell you that I'm not giving enough. Because I'm not giving everything that I want to give. See, if I want to give my whole life to ministry, I can't. It's because there are certain things that are in the way. So, at times, you, even the grown one, you have a more advantage. More than me. Because I'm younger. You are older. Listen to me wherever you are. So, whatever it is, you even have the advantage. You can block these things. 
You can put a hold to this thing and say, no, this thing is not going to affect me anymore. It's, it's done. I'm done with it. Yes. All these gifts unto men, they are people who have given their life, their ministry, their job. They've given everything. They've given their hearts, their soul, their mind. They've given everything into the church. Some say the church is just a building. Eh. The church is just a building. Eh. Okay. Nice to know. Because you should know that we have two types of churches. We have you. That is the temple of God. And then we have the church. When we go to fellowship together as temples of God. So that is where every church, that is the body, comes into you know the general place so that one temple one messenger one gift one giver one sacrificer eh, will come and teach them how they can also be like him and be like his creator so we have two types of churches and these two types of churches the first one is you and the first one being you, if you do not give your time, dedicate your time to it. It will just be there, stagnant. So it's like a church that is not growing. If you don't pray, you are not making use of the church that is you. You are not making use of you. You are not making use of your dominion. You are not making use of the spirit. You are not making use of anything. If you don't fast, the church is stagnant. That is you. You are stagnant. If you don't sing praises and worship at certain point and moment in time, you are stagnant. So you see where most of the problems come from. We don't give our time. We don't give these things. We don't give the opportunity, the ability, the moments, the seasons. We don't give it to this. Um, we don't give them. You don't give it out and therefore that's where the problem establishes that if you need something from the Lord you need to give in in order for you to do what to receive is that all right so you need to give in to receive you are not just giving but you need to give in to receive so giving and the word sacrifice goes a very long way one thing I want you to understand about sacrifice is that, um, listen, why are you sacrificing? You have to have a certain mindset. I'm showing you something. When you are sacrificing, you have to have a certain mindset. You've got to have a certain mindset. And this mindset has to be signed in such a way that you are not complaining. You are ready for what you are going to receive next after the sacrifice. So when you are sacrificing or when you are working for the Lord, you don't rant. You don't complain. All you do is just have a mindset that it's well. It will work for my good. Listen, there's no need to complain. There's no need to rant. When you rant, you are giving the devil a more reason to come to you and to to ruin your ways or ruin your actions hallelujah so you don't need to rant 
There's not a need to rant about anything. Hello, hello, okay, so, um, why is, we are having to, the thing is freezing too much, anyways, I'm seeing a lot of delay, I don't like it, anyways, let's move on, so, what I'm saying basically right now is that, at a certain point or a certain moment in time, you need to realize that, when you are sacrificing or when you are giving your all in church, when you are giving to God, one thing is sure and one thing is certain. And what is certain is that when you give or when you are going to sacrifice, that is giving in a way, you have a certain mindset that what is going is nothing anymore because it's going to give you or is going and coming back again to give you a greater result. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when somebody is going to sacrifice someone for money or anything of that sort, well, what happens is that they set their mind that the person is nothing anymore, which is very insensitive. Is that not? Yeah. They set their mind that the person is nothing anymore because as they are giving the person away to the deity or the God, they will receive of money which they think is prosperity. Good prosperity and fast prosperity. But listen, good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait and most importantly, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. So when you are giving, do not look at the fact that, oh, there's nobody there to appreciate my giving. God is going to appreciate your giving. So you just take your time. He's going to do it. If the Lord said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. So giving is a huge thing. And you have to be a giver. Not only when it comes to your offering, but when it also comes to the fact that you need to work in the church. You need to do more for God. Some will say, why in the church? Is that not where you are giving your offering? Is that not where you are offering your sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving? If that's not where you are offering everything, exactly. So why, which kind of question is that? Where am I? Uh, why? Why the church? Why am I supposed to work in the church? That is what you are. You are the church, and the church is also a building, a temple. And we also have churches there. That eagles temple, ITGC eagles temple, and many others of us. We are a temple, and most of all, there's a church to enlighten you, to grow you more. In that knowledge and in that direction. Glory to God. So let this be with you. If you want to receive greater results, you have to intensify your giving. 
You have to intensify your giving. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have to intensify your giving. When it comes to working, you always have to contest. When it comes to evangelism, you always have to contest for people. That is what you do. That is how you win souls. Glory to God. That is how you win souls. That is what you do. You contest for people. You contest for them. You don't allow them to run away. You don't allow them to just go there. We every which way. No. You contest for them. You contest for the people. Glory to God. You contest for the people. I contest for people. I contest for people. I contest for people. Hallelujah. I contest for people. I contest for people. I contest for people. Say I contest for people. I contest for people. Every time and every day, I contest for people. Because it's a way of giving. It's a way to show how much you are devoted to giving. When you are giving somebody something, hmm, always and every time, you should be devoted or else it's go- the person is going to feel like they are burdening or they are burdening you with something. So if you know you give the person, eh, just give it to them. Just give it to them. If you know you have and you are going to give it to the person, it's in your power to give it to the person, give it to them. Yes. Because it becomes like it's a burden. Yes. So if don't make it look like God is being a burden by asking you to do what He actually sent you here to do. Don't make it look like that. Because it is very, very obvious that He's not being a burden. He's just trying to get things into place, to unite us all together once again, to separate the groundnuts from the chaff. Because not all of us are good here. In fact, we even Christians, most of us are not perfect, but we are made perfect in Christ Jesus. So anybody who believes in Jesus Christ is what? Is made perfect. Is made one with Christ Jesus. All in the name of what? They gave their lives. Do you understand where I'm coming from? They gave their lives to Christ Jesus. They gave their lives to Christ Jesus. They availed themselves. They gave their life to Christ Jesus. They were happy to give it. Oh yes. They went wholeheartedly. They gave their lives. They said, I will give my life. I give my life. I believe you. I believe Jesus. And they gave their lives. And that is how we are all here. So we are made perfect. Jesus Christ and God is joining himself. He's joining us back to himself. He's reuniting us once again. Because that was it in the beginning. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, before every other iniquity started in the times of Noah. In the times of Noah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He wants us to be united again because we have been separated among ourselves. We've been divided into languages. Hmm? We've been divided into languages from the time of the um, 
tower that they were building up, I, I, I told you this thing last Sunday, the tower that they were building up into um, heaven, which God confused their languages. We are all split apart. And God has seen this and he's not pleased with it. He's a God of unity. He did it, therefore he must fix it. And so he did. He's uniting us once again as Christians. Every other religion is divided. We've divided ourselves. Even Christianity, we've divided ourselves. We are like we are messed up. We are just everywhere. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. Hallelujah. They are everywhere. So I want to let you know one thing today. And I want you to I want you to know it forever. That we have been divided among ourselves. If there's any reason why we are giving our all today, it is because it's for a good purpose. And one day we'll reap of a good harvest. Because you are sowing on fertile ground, that is Christ Jesus. He's reuniting us again to come back to what we were before. The times when there were no facts, where nations will not rise against nations. The times when there was peace, unity, love for all. But today, as we are in this world, you can't do good in peace. There's moments you do somebody good, you're thinking of your demise. You're thinking of how next to kill you. Yes. So it's hard to now even give. And this is the work of the devil. He doesn't want you to give because there's a power in giving. See, when you are going for evangelism, I told you that it's a very powerful tool that Satan doesn't want you to do. Here is why. I'm coming. Now, here is why. First of all, the reason why Satan does not want you to give is simple. First of all, you are giving out something greater, which is what? Christianity. You are giving out faith. You are giving out salvation. You are emitting light. You are giving off light to people that they may see this light and they may follow. So he doesn't want you to do it. That is why when you evangelize, people don't listen. They will run away. But it is your duty to make sure it works. It's your duty to make sure that you are giving in totally. There's a power from giving. There's a power from joy. There's a power from faith. There's a power from prayer. Everywhere, Christianity is all about power. Power search environment. Power search environment. I'm telling you. A power search environment. Yeah. This is the truth that I'm sharing with you. The devil is at work. He can see that Jesus Christ wants to unite us as one again. But the devil doesn't want that. He wants us to be disorganized. He wants because separation 
and separation causes unity not to be present when you separate yourself you see my hands hmm, the lord is amazing look look at my fingers look at look at them they, what are they they are united onto my hand and onto my sorry they are united on my palm and onto my palm in my wrist on from my wrist in my hand and from my hand to my elbow to my elbow to my shoulder united working as one this is what we are in Christ Jesus this is what we were meant to be because this is us all of us imagine all the people in the world if we were working as one look at the way my hand is flowing if we were working as one if we were one and we were working just imagine if there would be any space for the devil none at all but now there is space for the devil so it is like this hand it is only part of the wrist that is working Eh? Because it's, uh, even the Christians, most of us, we are disorganized. We are very, very disorganized. We are all separated. There is only one thing. We shouldn't have created other types of religions in Christianity or other types of beliefs. There should be one unified belief. There shouldn't be SDA. There, should there shouldn't be other churches. There shouldn't be other denominations. There should be one which will bring the right truth to men and we are disorganized we have been separated everybody and what they believe charismatic pentecostal methodist this that everybody ah why can't you all agree on one thing so you see even the hand is not working well with the fingers that is a christian over here even the hand is not working well with the fingers so even the wrist is not strengthened this is how we are it's like the hand is dead and it's lying there. It's, it's dead and it's lying there, like this, doing nothing. And we, the people who know the right place, where we are now, we are trying to lift up the fingers so that others will know. We are trying to lift up the fingers. We are trying to lift up the fingers so that now the whole palm will be unified. After it is unified, we will take it to the ends of the world. And it will set through the shoulder, from the hand, the bones here, into the elbow, and from the elbow to the shoulder. And then we can be unified as one to destroy Satan and his works. But no, Satan has taken over half, and then Jesus has taken over half. If they meet at the middle, what happens? The rapture. The rapture. That's the end of everything. When they meet at the end, there's going to be a battle. That's a rapture. And we have to make sure that Jesus' part is more than his part. It cannot meet at an equal place. Do you know why? Because the more that we, if we meet at an equal place, it will be a tie. And therefore, there will be an entitlement. To drag more people here because Satan knows how to drag people. He knows how to drag people. So you realize that it will start listening and then the whole thing will be taken over. But Christ will have victory. I'm telling you. That's why He has sent us to do it. So we have to make sure that everyone, the shoulder is 
the, the elbow, the part of the elbow from here to here is greater, which is us as Christians and as believers. Eh? It should be greater than Satan's portion. So this should be only Satan's portion from the elbow to the hand should be us. Then we can all battle. And let's see who will win. And eventually it will be Jesus Christ. But this will not be possible if we do not give out our life. If we do not give out our comforts. Did you see the pastors sending missionaries, traveling missionaries? So missionaries isn't something that we started today. Missionaries have been there. Pastors. Yeah. Pastors. Pastors. Everybody is one. If you don't know, I'm telling you today, don't joke with it. Everybody is a pastor. You need to go out and share the word of God. You need to give. Stop being comfortable in your room and stop thinking that people will be saved. If you do nothing, they won't. They, may, I'm telling you, they won't. They will not be saved for anything. They will not be saved. Because nothing has saved them. If not given, and this is the concept and the mind that we need to make people understand. Hallelujah. This is what we make we, we need to make people understand that the work that you are doing inside the church, it is not for fun, no, it is for the edification, it is for the growth, the uprights, the direction. Balir and we don't destiny. Is for the upright direction of the word of God. It's for the upright direction in life for the others. The work that you are doing in church, don't lose hope. Continue to do it. The world is going down every day because less people are giving. That's why we have more people in the world today than Christians. Some will say, well, there are other religions. Please. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Because we all know who will be the winner at the end of the day. We know what to speak. We are disorganized. The only thing that I believe in is unity now. Nothing else than Christianity. I've told you what I need to tell you. I've given you the answer by that question. But I've given it to you in a coded way. Uncode it and find it for yourself. Amen. But we need to understand this. We need to understand this life. We need to understand. We need to come to an understanding. An understanding is key. Is key. It's well. Say it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Because this world, the things of this world is not easy. The problems that we encounter in this world is not easy. You have to do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. Who believes that? We have to do the right thing. We are failing. We cannot let God down. We cannot let God down. 
Because if we succumb to Satan and the thing that he is doing today, at the end of the day, we'll be judged. We'll be asked questions. And we'll be rebuked and sent into hell. So as you've learned of this today, you have no excuse. Go out and do the right thing. Go and save a soul. They need to hear the word of God. What sign do you need before you know that it is of great urgency that we step out? What sign do you need? What do you want to hear? What do you want to see? Before you, you see that, hey, it's a serious thing that we are talking about. Don't wait for that moment. Don't wait for that moment where you will regret. Huh? Don't wait for that moment. Don't wait for that moment. Don't wait for that moment at all. Say at all. Don't wait for that moment. Do it now. Don't wait for that moment where you regret not giving your life, your ability to... I mean... We need to start giving. I don't need to be telling you this. With all that I've said now, I don't know how much I, I, I'm lost for words as to what to tell you more to give unto Christ. You've left church for what? You've stopped church for what? Go back and go and give what belongs to the owner. You don't own yourself. You may think you do right now, but on the last day, you find out that you don't own yourself. You don't own yourself. So, do the right thing today. I have nothing more to say. Amen. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Let us begin to thank the Lord for the opportunity that we have. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Oh yes, Father Lord, you are in heaven. We thank you for everything that has been done for us and in our lives so bright and beautiful. We are grateful and kind to your word. Through the fruit of the Spirit, we believe that giving is important. From today, may we have the ability to give. May we receive the wisdom to give unto your holy word, unto the right thing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. This message was brought to you by Pekoa Energy Ministries, the Love Arena Church, Love Arena Media Productions, and Love Arena Music. Did you enjoy today's message? 
do you want to hear more of the word of god simply search for the quaker energy love arena on any one of these audio podcast platforms spotify anchor and google podcasts you can also search for quaker energy on facebook youtube instagram and twitter god bless you and see you another time for another wonderful message ministration by quaker energy